Gentlemen, hello. Hi, sir. You're back. Uh, you are back. Yeah, we're all back. back. Um, I am back in El Paso, and you never left. But Diego's here, so we got to talk about this right off the bat. Let's get that out of the way. You're right. here for because uh, you you just made a movie or a film or something. What'd you yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. Um, we made a uh, we made a short film about the first black female POW in the history of the United States. Her name is Shoshana Johnson, and she's from El Paso, and um, she lives here currently. Um, and so we got the rights to do, I say we, my, one of my producers, Ryan is sitting right over there. What's up, Ryan? In studio. Um, we got the rights to her story and I wrote a short film about it. Um, in hopes that I could use the short film as a proof of concept to sell as a limited series about her life and the people that helped her through her ordeal and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's exciting. It's at it's gonna premiere tomorrow at the El Paso Film Festival. Wow. Yeah. And um we're on the we're at the we're on the official selection for the El Paso Film Festival. It's during the shorts section of it. The I forgot what it's called, but it's with it's gonna play with all the short films tomorrow at twelve thirty at the convention center. And it's free for whoever wants to show up tomorrow. So then after the fact, where can people go to watch it? After the fact, um, I'm going to try and put it up on uh, one of the streaming platforms. I'm going to talk to some of them and see if we can get it on like, there's like a library short film or just like film kind of thing, like powered by public libraries that I just recently found out about. So I'd like to get it on something like that. Mm. Um, or uh, hopefully we can like, get it up on like an actual like streaming platform, Amazon or something like that. Like that would be pretty cool to, to put it up on something like that, you know, or actually sell the series and like, then you'll see a real life, like full length TV show or something. Yeah. Like that. that'd, be cool. that'd be cool, man. Yeah. It'd be really, really cool. So really excited. It's been, it's been a really cool, it's been a really cool project to work on just cause it's so important, you know? Um, um can you talk about, what happened to her or is that is that uh you gotta yeah. wait till after the film no yeah i mean her story is it's known um she actually wrote a book like how long ago was this this was in 2003 in operation iraqi oh. freedom so she was a cook in the military in the army they kidnapped the cook so those fuckers pretty, pretty all their women do is cook in iraq they needed another one <laughs> pretty, pretty interesting story um, so she joined the military and she eventually wanted to be a chef. So she joined, she's from a military family. Okay. So she knew that there were opportunities in the military. And so she just said, okay, I'll take this route. Um, joins the military and, uh, nine 11 happens. And then a little while later, obviously we go to Iraq. Um, so they went over there and in the first days, basically, and the first battle of operation Iraqi freedom, uh, in the Battle of An Nazaria, which was, I think, one of the bloodiest days of the entire war, as far as like losses went on both sides. Um, the night before her unit was moving, they had a massive convoy because she was part of like a specialist company. Um, and her truck or the truck of like one of her uh, buddies broke down. Uh, the night before so they the rest of the unit just kind of left them and it was this huge massive unit so they just were like okay you guys have the map we'll see you there at the rendezvous point get there whenever you get there so they spent the night in the desert trying to fix the truck they finally fixed the truck and it was her and like a bunch of engineers and just like people that weren't like infantry men they were specialists like mechanics and cooks and stuff like that so they didn't have the best training and due to this specific situation that shoshana was involved in the military changed the way that they train the military now uh, because of what happened to them wow so they were supposed to meet around this city of anazaria and they took a wrong turn that led them into what the u.s military later called ambush alley because so many american soldiers died in there um, and they drove right into it and it was almost comical to the iraqi soldiers as they were driving into this to ambush alley there were iraqi soldiers that waved and smiled at them as they drove in um and it, if you read shoshana's book it's called i'm still standing 
she just talks about how like i knew something was going on this wasn't right and they drive in and all of a sudden um she said it sounded like hail was hitting our truck and that was all the bullets flying at their truck Jeez. um so the trucks got ambushed and there was rpgs flying left and right i mean they were in a like insane ambush bullets were flying all over the place explosions were going all over the place she sees her friends in front of them get hit by an rpg her friends are dying all around them um and their truck she was driving this big long kind of i guess you'd call it like an 18 wheeler like a big trailer truck um they as they were trying to weave in and out they got stuck in an embankment and they couldn't get out and so they just said like okay well we got to get out and fight so her and the guy um edgar hernandez that was in the truck with her they get out of the car they go underneath the truck and they're getting shot from every direction and it was insane um as that happened uh jessica lynch was also part of her unit um a lot of people know who jessica lynch is she was captured in that very same ambush and she was in the same unit as shoshana johnson um she her humvee crashed into the back of their truck and they thought that she was dead and so basically her and her friends started to fire back and their guns jammed like a lot of their guns jammed so they just said we have to surrender while this is happening she gets shot through both legs the the bullet severed her achilles tendon and broke her bones in in her shin and in part of her ankle um so she was bleeding and her buddy edgar was also shot in the shoulder um they said we have to surrender and so she gets pulled from outside of the truck and they start kicking the shit out of her and her buddies and once her helmet falls off and they see her braids they realize that she's a woman mm. so you can imagine what was going through her mind she's now a pow as a woman um so she was captured and they were taken to basically like a prison um and there were a lot of different warring tribes within iraq at the time like iraq was just chaos right Still so is, yeah and yeah so basically what was happening is they were prisoners of the iraqi military but even within the iraqi military there were different factions so once they were taken to one place then they'd be taken to a different place because someone would come and say those are our prisoners and they were they even fought over them and they paraded them around a city where they almost like ripped them to pieces um all the while like receiving little to no medical aid for what they for what had happened to them and a lot of the people died in that company and only there were four survivors and then there were two helicopter pilots that went down in the same battle that were then brought with them so the six of them were basically transported all over Iraq and they were, you know, beaten up a few times and men were beaten up a lot. They were tortured mentally. They would tell them like, you're going to die today or no, everything's going to be fine. And then they would take them to some other place. And then there were, it's an interesting story too, because there were also people that showed some kind of kindness there's a story that shoshana tells about one night uh one of the doctors that was helping her um i think he suspected that something was going to happen to shoshana that night so the next morning she found out that he was sleeping outside of her of her cell that she was being held in in one of the prisons um so yeah all the while they're being transported from one prison to another to like a different like weird like house and eventually they end up at somebody's house and they were like iraqi policemen hmm. um and this is excuse me this is they were held for 22 days in total while they're being transported all over the place um and eventually they stayed with these people that I think I believe they were police officers Iraqi police officers and the only guys that had POW training were the helicopter pilots so one of those guys convinced one of the Iraqi police officers I'm listening to try and um basically to try and let them go so he convinced this guy to go seek out the American military he said they they might be in this area this is what you say to them go and talk to them and please help us get free because at this point these people were actually taking care of them like they were treating them a lot better they were feeding them 
somewhat actual food and giving them tea and like treating them like actual human beings. Whereas before they were kind of getting beat around and stuff like that. So what happens is that guy finds this, uh, this unit of Marines that's outside this city that the United States military was not allowed to go into because that city was one of the more dangerous cities in Iraq because there were so many different factions fighting each other that the death toll in there was just insane. So um, one of their captors goes and talks to the Marines and he says, hey, I've got these prisoners. They're over here. So the Marines say, okay, we don't really trust you, obviously. Take this GPS, go pin it where you are. And then if we believe you, we might come and find them. So the Marines go to their commanding officer and basically like, say, we think we might believe these guys, maybe. And so this commanding officer says, okay, go get them. And, you know, he was really a hero because he didn't, he didn't, re he really didn't have permission to send any troops into that city. So what he did really saved their lives. And he had these Marines just go, essentially go rogue or, you know, I don't know what you want to call it, but they just said, he basically said, get your best men and get in there. You've got four hours. Mm -hmm. And so those guys go in there and they find them and they bust down the door. And I mean, that reading that part of Shoshana's book and hearing her talk about it, like after everything they had been through. Also, she underwent surgery for her wounds behind enemy lines from the Iraqi military. So that was also like a massive thing for her. Her wounds were getting so bad that they said like, hey, we're going to have to do surgery on you. We're going to have to put you under. So can you imagine like walking around on a broken leg that you've yeah, been shot horrible, through man. and a severed Achilles tendon? And then some dude says, sign this piece of paper. We're going to put you under. And while that's happening, they take her onto the bed. There's bombs going off in the city that she can hear. And they're laughing at her because they asked her, have you ever had surgery before? She said no. And so they all they, they said, oh, you'll be fine. And they start chuckling at her. As she's going under and there's bombs going off. So yeah, she wakes up eventually and she gets taken to these police officers. There's Marines find them. And it's, it was like a movie. I mean, the second that they were like taking off from when they were being rescued in the helicopter, they were still shooting at them. How did you get involved in this project? I met her a couple of years ago. Uh, I interviewed her for something else and basically learned her story and went to her house and she you know, she brought me and I got there a little bit before the rest of the crew. And I just said, Hey, I'm going to set my lights up and my camera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and she was like, come on in. She was super sweet. And I really didn't know who she was. I didn't do that much research. I said, okay, a veteran and I'll see you about it tomorrow. Cause we're going to learn about her. So I'll learn about it in the interview. And, um, I knew she had been captured and like held, but I did, really didn't know much about like the, the full detail of it. So went over to her house and she had like She'd cooked, I think it was uh, like, I think it was shrimp scampi or spaghetti or something like that. But she cooked like a bunch of, she's like, I made all this food for you guys. And it was just me and her, like the crew wasn't there yet. She's like, come on in and sit down here. I made some food. She's just like, gives me a whole bunch of food. And like me, I always eat. So I'm just like eating. And she's just telling me about her life. Like we're just hanging out. She's making me laugh and we're shooting the shit. And then finally the director gets there and we sit down and we do the interview and I'm like in tears listening to this thinking like there's got to be some kind of a movie about this. Yeah. So after the interview, I just went up to her and I was like, hey, what's the movie called about your life that I can go watch and like see all the details in on on a screen? She said, no, nobody's mm. ever nobody's ever done that. And she said there were some light people, bulb moment. She said there were some people that approached me, but I didn't really want to work with them. And. She said, no, there's, there's, there's nothing about it. There's my book. And then she signed the book. She gave me the book and I read the book in a day or something <laughs> like that. Uh, because you just, I mean, it's an incredible story. Wow. So what I did after that was I just kept trying to brainstorm and I just kind of, I don't know, it's inspirational. I've always been really, really inspired by stories like that, where people go through something so incredibly hard and they come out the other side and then they cook spaghetti for a perfect stranger and invite them into the home and treat them like, yeah. you know, like if she never would, if no one ever would have told me that who, what, what happened to her, you would never know. She's just, she's coping well. It sounds like like this pleasant lady that like shoots the shit with you and like cracks jokes and like loves to read romance novels and <laughs> watches TV, you know, you never know. And to right. me, that's so inspirational. Like if you can go, you know, through 
all the shit in your life and still live life like that, treating people well and not let it completely devour your soul. I think that that's, those are the kinds of people that I look up to. And those are the kinds of people that I'd like to model my life after. And growing up, I watched those movies and those inspirational stories and have always been inspired by these people. So that's what I'd like to do. And so that's why I made the film. And that's why I want to continue and like tell her story on a grander scale. Sure. Because it's so incredible. You know, like she's, I love, I love that. It sounds like she's dealing with it so well. I love when people go through hardship, but they can, keep it to themselves and they can just be normal when they're dealing with other people. They don't just carry that bullshit with them with every interaction. Like I actually just posted the other day that I said, everybody is dealing with some sort of struggle. And my struggle is dealing with people who can't deal with their struggle. Cause I just, you run into those people all the time. It's like, just because you're having a bad day, doesn't mean you got to take it out on everybody around you. Yeah, You're an adult deal with it. And that's, yeah. and that, I mean, if she's dealing with that, then these people that are you know pissed off because banana republic ran out of khakis yeah. they, <laughs> they need to suck it up you know? yeah oh man. the you know the the your rosé wasn't chilled to your liking you know get, big deal out of here yeah no yeah. i i agree with you and i that's why i think like that's why i think her story should be told because we need more models like that sure especially now at days where like our role models are TikTokers and that kind of bullshit where these kids are growing up wanting to be, I don't know who, who they are, but like people that are, you know, like superficial kinds of people that are, yeah. you know, making videos on YouTube, like showing their butt on YouTube. You know what I mean? I think there should be more of the better kinds of stories of just hardened real life stuff learned how to cope with stress when you were saying she was walking around on her injuries you reminded me a little bit of the lone survivor marcus luttrell yeah because there was a scene in that movie and of course it's a depiction of what he actually went through where during that gunfight on the mountain he fell off the side of the mountain and he actually had bones piercing out of his body and he fell asleep on the side of the mountain he took cover you know he was able to hide he fell asleep and then the next morning he walked to a body of water and was able to drink some water and then some afghanis found him and took him in but uh, yeah, he was hopping around with bones sticking out of his body. He's, what from bones? that fall? Uh, it was, I think it might have been his femur or his shin. I don't remember. I mean, in the movie, it was something in his leg. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, but that's one, that's one gnarly dude, man. He's been through some stuff too. It's, it's one of those stories like that. And then the Taliban come to try to take him, but the villagers who rescued him ended up protecting him because they were anti Taliban. And then the American soldiers came and pulled him out. It's a crazy, you've seen the movie? Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's that's a, and I'm sure the movie doesn't do the real thing justice. Just like with what you're talking about, she can tell her story all day long. She can write a book, but but you'll never will, will being you there. We'll never no. know what the fuck it's like. Like actually, no. being in that kind of. Can you imagine? Like, no, I really can't. Being shot at, <laughs> like just being shot at. The closest I've been to that is uh, the first time I went to Albuquerque because Albuquerque's fucking ghetto. Uh, there was a guy who got shot at the in the IHOP parking lot in front of me. That, that's about it. Yeah, that, that's the <laughs> that's the closest I've been. And I'm from Beirut. Yeah, I'm from Lebanon. You know what I mean? So like actually the last time I went to Lebanon, this is how 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 acclimated people are to gunfire over there. I was sitting outside with my friends. We're just like sitting in front of my buddy's house and I hear machine gun fire. And I'm like, guys, let's go inside. And they're like, no, nah, don't worry, that's over there. That's it's you know, like they just kept smoking their hookah, like down. nothing's happening. Yeah, they just it's like just another day. Oh, there's gunfire. But yeah, those guys are always shooting at each other. Don't worry about it. <laughs> they were just, they were so casual about it. You know, like you fuckers are crazy. It's crazy. Like how you and I can live here hanging out with my girlfriend and my buddy Ryan and Ben drinking Topo Chico's right now. And there's people listening to it. Like, I mean, even in Juarez, like across the, across the border over there, like shit. That kind of shit's also happening over it can, there. It can too, pop you know? off at any moment. Yeah. Um, how long did this so how long is the documentary and how long have you been working on it? So it's it's not a documentary, it's a film. scripted short film. Okay. So it's scripted. So I basically like it's a depiction of real life acted. Mm. Oh, is that why you hit me up like a long time ago? 
I was still living in San Antonio. You said yeah. you wanted some Middle Eastern looking dudes for yep. a film. Yep. Yep. Okay. Don't worry, I got one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Ben. Yeah. You could be Pakistani. I don't know about Iraqi, but you look you could be Pakistani. He was also going to Ryan was also going to do. He, it. Ryan's got the nose. <laughs> Ryan's nose is more Middle Eastern than mine. <laughs> okay okay yeah that yeah. was a while ago yeah, yeah I was well that was a little over you when did we shoot in july last year yeah that's so this has was. been in the works for for some time how long is the is the film the film's 14 minutes long okay um so it's just is this film. is this your biggest film biggest production to date probably yeah i mean that i or, or one of that i've because this is all this is all I you guess. right like this is your solo like your your operation solo well i mean no okay i i start i like i was the one to option the story but i mean i had a lot of help like i i got oh with, sure sure but it's know. but it's your idea from like from the beginning is your idea yeah like yeah. i i had the idea to, cool. to, to do it but then you know i hired incredible producers of course i mean you have to have help yeah for sure yeah yeah I, I mean i guess so like i've had a couple shows like on netflix and stuff that i've been director of photography of but oh really yeah. which shows uh, because the biggest thing i remember you doing is when you were in that jack-in-the-box commercial yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was hilarious yeah, yeah no, that was but i know you've ago. done some bigger stuff since no, i had a, i had a show uh on netflix uh about a dog trainer called canine canine intervention right yeah that and then um there's a show on hbo called small town news um dude you need to come up with the next game of thrones so i'm trying i'm, I'm trying man <laughs> is that the greatest show of all time or what I think it's either that or uh Sex in the City. Sex in the City. <laughs> <laughs> or Friends, dude. Yeah, I've never seen Friends. <laughs> yeah, Game of Thrones, man. I don't know how you could beat Game of Thrones. It's such a good we started rewatching it a little while yeah. ago. And like every little detail about it is it's insane. So cool. It's like, insane. The way it's shot, the way it's told, like yeah it's so so cool the the craziest thing about that show is they did away with all traditional storytelling lines like normally you know like what's the storyline you have you have the whatever the starting scene the rising action the the twist of the plot the uh, the hero gets in trouble then he gets out out of it and you know and he over he overcomes what like you know what i'm talking about falling I, action I think, or rising think, like yeah I we think studied that i like would run the, the hero back in high school yeah, yeah whatever i think what they what they did really well is they did follow them but they kind of disguised it in a really great way yeah so it kind of makes you I feel mean, like you're not necessarily because they kill all yeah, you don't know who's characters but if you but if you go back and look at it one of the most important things that like I learned in script writing class and like filmmaking class is the very first character you see in a movie, if it's a good movie according to American standards, is that's your main character. Correct. That's, your hero. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I thought that was Ned Stark in the beginning. But and then he lost his so head. The it, so remember the first shot of of the actual show is the White Walker. And yeah. that's kind of like the prelude to the show. And then the actual first shot. Jon Snow is the very first character you see. And it's quick, but it is the very first character. Go back and watch that scene. He's the very first one. And it just goes by because then Ned Stark kind of carries the story right, right after that. And you're like, oh, he's our hero. He's going to be our hero, et cetera, et cetera. But go back and watch. It's it's Jon Snow. He's the very first character you see. And if you if you pay attention to that hero arc that you're talking about, it follows all the check marks beautifully, like mm. amazingly. And but it just distracts you because there's there's right. so many great characters that you're just like invested in everybody, you know. And then he starts killing everybody, and you're like, no, yeah, That's so good. Man. Yeah, you can never assume that somebody was gonna rise to the occasion because they just chopped everybody's head off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're like after the red wedding, I'm like, who's left? Yeah, exactly. There you know, like nobody. It was crazy. That was a great show. I like the ending too. I think people who had an issue with season eight were just upset that it was over. I don't know. I mean, I get. I don't know. I just. I was kind of let down. What would you have done differently? I think that it would have been. 
I think they could have drawn out the story. I, I need to watch it again. But I do. I just remember being disappointed in like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think they could have drawn it out a little bit more. But it it did fall weak to me. It just felt like compared to the other seasons, you know what I mean? Because they're they were losing budget, and I I don't know. I don't oh, know really? all the stories, but yeah, like there was a bunch of like behind the scenes stuff that they were just kind of like apparently thrown away. So you know, the only thing that bothered bothered me in that entire show is that from the first episode, we're hearing about Call Drogo being the greatest warrior of all time, and then he didn't do shit. He killed that one dude. That was cool. Yeah. But like, okay, I'm, I'm I don't mind that they killed him. That's fine. But let me see him tear some shit up before yeah. he dies. Yeah. You know. That was disappointment. That, that was very disappointing. Yeah. Like, just give me one good battle, and then he can die. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. They built him up so hard. Didn't right. He, didn't he actually fight? He killed the one guy who who was mad because he wouldn't because he wouldn't let him bang all the women they just kidnapped. Right. That's that was right. it. Yeah. 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 It would have been really cool to see him <laughs> fight some people. Man. Yeah, so cool, dude. That show. There's so many awesome characters. Tons, tons. I love Prince Oberon. Did you end up seeing it in the end with Mario? The whole thing, Sarah. Just maybe the first four seasons. Yeah, I thought it was great. It was so yeah. good. It's a badass show. It's so cool. The scenery too. Oh, everything, oh, man. So everything, everything, everything. Yeah, the yeah costumes. Everything. The fact that they created languages. It's pretty badass. It's so cool. Yeah. I wonder where those came from. Do you know? Like, did you ever do any research into that? Like, if what the languages that if Dothraki is an actual language, like that they because you know like, it sounded a little is, bit. It like, sounded Tolkien like some like, you know, and like does it actually have like? Did they know. write out the whole language? Well, they would say Anna, meaning like when Daenerys would say Anna Khaleesi. Anna is I am in Arabic. That's a straight Arabic word. Oh, so the Khaleesi, kind of, I don't know where that comes from. That they might have made that up. I don't know. How do you from say California? The, you know, the one thing that was kind of stupid. <laughs> I'll tell you the one thing that was stupid is the uh the Night King just moved so slow. How come the White Walkers all run around like crazy and then he's just super slow? Because they had to have have a way to kill him. It's like in every movie that you watch, every, the the hero always gets captured, but then like the handcuffs fail, or the restraints are are they put him in like these skinny zip ties and he breaks out of them. It's like it's always something like that. I'm like, <laughs> that none, none of you motherfuckers know how to how to restrain somebody. Like in every movie, in every movie in Paris, Liam Neeson broke out of his restraints and then went and rescued his daughter. Like get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Come on, do you come want better on, bro. Handcuffs? You, you, yeah, yeah, they got it. Yeah, it's it's nonsense. So how was the ending though? I thought it was fine. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was fine. I was okay with it. I was sad that it ended, but I was okay with the ending. What else I do you think, want? No, I think I think what also <laughs> like upset people is that the fact that spoiler alert, Jon Snow kills. Oh, bro. I mean, like Khaleesi. spoiler alert. It, it's been it's been years. <laughs> she didn't know. Oh, you haven't seen it yet. Oh, you should have you should have closed your ears. Dude, she's about to she's about to you gotta do something to make up for that. Um, so gentlemen, the first time you two came on the show, it was episode two. Right. This is episode ninety-three. You've come a long way, Jimmy. It's been two and a half years. It's been almost no, it, no, it'll be three years in like uh next week. It'll be three years okay. since I started the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the two years in San Antonio was was uh I didn't do any episodes. I did more in my in those first six months in El Paso than I did in those two years in San Antonio. What's, but I got Tim Kennedy on the show while I was out there. That, so that was cool. cool. That yeah. was really cool. When I was scrolling through the Instagram, I was like, "Oh damn!" Jimmy, yeah, he's he was a cool dude. He was real real nice to talk to. Who's um, been your favorite, or what what have you learned that you can remember? Like, has there been a specific thing that you man? Can there's, I mean, there's there's a I like different guests for different reasons. Like I've had Ken Del Valle on probably five or six times. I, I'm down to have that guy on every month. I mean, he's just hilarious. You know what I'm talking about? The old guy, Vietnam veteran, oh, criminal yeah. defense attorney. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's he's just the man. Like he, he's the fucking man. I love talking to him. Uh, I think like eighty percent of the shit that he says, I disagree with. But but he's <laughs> but he's well read. He's educated. He's articulate. I like talking to him. He's way more articulate in writing, by the way, than he is in speaking. Because when he speaks, the Chicago comes out and he starts going, you know, and I told this motherfucker, I'm going to shoot you. If, you know, it's like the Chicago comes out. But when he writes, 
if you friend him on Facebook, you see the, his his the articles he put. Man, he can write. He's probably using ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but uh, so he's great. Um, I always when people ask me like, what's something you learn on the podcast that that caught you off guard? Anna Anna Dominguez, the first time she came on the show. She was like, I have an Olympic gold medal. I'm like, and what? Because I knew she was a pastry chef, right? And she goes, in the culinary Olympics. There's a culinary Olympics? Like, I'm talking to an Olympic gold medalist. And I don't even know it. <laughs> I, I knew she won a show on Netflix called Sugar Rush. Okay. She was on that show, and she won. Yeah, that's why I invited her on the podcast. And then she she tells me that she's an Olympic gold medalist. I'm like, fucking hey, that's pretty cool. So yeah, you, it's really fun. You know, like, the most fun I have though is when we do the outer space episodes where we watch the UFC fights and we commentate. And Cristobal gets hammered and starts knocking shit over. Dude, one time he broke a mug. He knocked over the the beer cup. I was like, Chris, Jesus Christ, now stop knocking shit over. And just him and Justin Gonzalez. Go this weekend? He's doing it's great. Have you seen his new gym? Have you been? Out oh, dude, the new gym looks badass. The, the new Ten Planet. Looks... You got to get a little closer to the mic, Diego. Really, really, really cool. Yeah, he he got a big place, man. That new gym looks badass. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's looking good. He's gonna set up a studio there too. He's gonna do a podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. About what? <laughs> I don't know. Conspiracies, probably. Oh yeah. yeah that guy. That, that guy. That guy's like goes off. I love setting yeah, him off. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah, were in, yeah. We were in L.A. We were at. Uh, we were having lunch in LA or whatever <laughs> when he was out there. And he, I think, what did I do? I just like brought up Trump for, or somebody said something about Trump. And he was immediately fucking just like went off the handle, dude. Just fucking Donald Trump and fucking Biden can't even talk right now and blah, blah, blah. You really want Biden as your president? This, that, the other. And I was like, dude, nobody said anything. Chris, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> he's so funny. Every time I see Biden, he looks like he's sitting there wondering if there's a number higher than 11. Dude. <laughs> it's crazy seeing like all those congress people and all that stuff that did you see that like, fucking senator who had a stroke in the middle of of giving a talk i'm like dude like at what point do you can now can you retire dude that's the thing is they won't right they just won't like dude is literally talking and then he just pauses and he's like how old is that and he's stroking out i don't know seven like, <laughs> at least <laughs> yeah like, they, they don't want to let go of the iron throne that's what it is Cristóbal and I just went to the mountains about two months ago. Which mountains? Grill. You did? I was going to ask you about that. Dude, I still want to go. We should go do a podcast up at one of your oh, mountains up there. That, that would be, be pretty cool. 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 Did you do ayahuasca? Not, uh, not in Grill, but we did it while we were driving there. <laughs> what and it was the most safe trip <laughs> wait 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 you're fucking with me fucking what are you talking about drive up to the mountains you just gotta hashtag ayahuasca driving <laughs> i don't get it <laughs> why is that funny i don't get it what's where's the joke because done ayahuasca while driving okay. <laughs> well I'd, i've never done ayahuasca so i don't know what it's like but it's like DMT just prolonged. Apparently, yeah. Apparently. I Apparently. had a I have a friend who's been um, a fan of DMT. Um, I don't know when he started doing it, but last time I talked to him, he said he wants to try it intravenously. I guess the how do you normally take DMT? You smoke it or you eat it or how does it even? What form is it in? Drink it. You drink it? Oh, you said ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. You DMT. Drink it. Well, he wants some, to. He I wants to inject it. Some... He wants it in the vein. <gasps> I'm like, bro, you're fucking That's nuts. That's gotta be terrifying. I mean, I don't know. I've heard people vape it. Really? That's it. what I've heard allegedly. Is there anything more annoying than a grown man with a vape? Like, I lose all if respect you had a for list a man of, like, when top he's five most annoying. Thugs, oh my god, bro! Number one is man with a vape. It's up there. It's but in the like top one of those five. Big battery ones. Men who vape. I, I just, I just cannot stand a grown man vaping. I don't know why it's so annoying. There's just something so childish about it. I'm like, you look like a fucking goof. I'll bitch like I smack that vape right out of your hands, you dumb fuck. What are you doing? Like, let what's, me. I'll steal your charger, bitch. Let me close, see you vape then. What's a close second to you? What's, what's a little less annoying than a man with a vape? Men using straws. That's also. <laughs> I'm guilty. I use straws. <laughs> a, I think you'd like this place in LA, Jimmy. It's called West Hollywood. I would. I don't think I would like any place in LA. I don't know why I used to live. They there. like you there, man. 
you got to get the hell out. I have to take my own straws when I go to California. Right? <laughs> no, 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 they got a lot yeah. of straws. The streets are covered in trash. That's fine. But, you know, thank goodness they banned plastic straws. <laughs> Jesus, man. I don't know. What's in your top five of annoying things that men do? Oh, when you when they when you at a restaurant, they ask for a drink, like water, tea, whatever, and they go, no ice. You fucking pussy. <laughs> what are you afraid of? What, what just, is like it's just ice? What are you afraid of? It's gonna melt in, in like ten minutes. You're in El Paso. <laughs> Jesus, bro. I, I just like I lose all respect for a man if he just orders an iced tea with no ice. <laughs> like, well, you cut him. Kind of shit is that? Oh, it's gonna okay, hurt my so throat. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Get a brain freeze. Take it like a man. Just sit there. It'll go away. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know why you guys think this is so funny. This what you hate it, too? Oh, for no <laughs> Easy eyes. Okay, I've got, got a confession. Guys, I also vape. <laughs> I don't think you actually do. No, 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 no. no, no. I, I draw lines. I have. You got to draw the line somewhere. You got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Um, soft yeah, handshakes piss me off. You know, like I, I know a guy who just shakes your hands like this, like he's like just like just dead. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't. I just. I don't even. Shakes. I just fist bump him now. I don't you can't even. respect someone that's got no. a dead fish. One. It's no, like a. Can't. It's like a weird. Like, it's just weak. Yeah, it's just weak. An immediate, like, like, bro. I mean, you don't, like just. You ever, you ever read like the like the body language stuff about like what it says yes. about their personalities mm -hmm. and like how to go dominant, about, submissive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever like utilize the like if someone's being really dominant, you like grab their hand. I made a guy. I made a guy like, cry. Uncle, one time. You just squeeze the yeah, shit out squeeze of his head. The fuck out of him. Yeah, bro. Like, I don't. I don't play that bullshit. I don't play the kids. Because he was seven year old man. <laughs> Nah, because he was. Because I, I know I've got one of those grips, like I've got one, like in jujitsu, when I grab somebody's wrist, it's like not that strong. that arm, bitch. <laughs> so this guy was just like, was like, he was turning his handshake into a masculine statement, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't play that shit, so I, I just squeezed back. And, you know. <laughs> that took me back to my childhood because my dad's got one of the scariest grips I've ever seen. Just and it just it like ridiculous hand strength. Uh, you think ridiculous. The more and hair you have on your hands. I think it has something to do with it. Like just hairy hands. Are just it has like, something to do with it for sure. The hair is just like a wolf. grabbing onto the back yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Friction or something. I don't know. No, it's just testosterone. Yeah. So like my dad would would just would just be like, hey, you know, like he'd go like this. So I would, I would, you know, do that. And then he would just grab. And he'd be like, and he'd tell me to squeeze, and I'd start squeezing. And he's like, that's it, that's it, that's it. And then he would start squeezing. And I'm like, oh, okay, let me go, let me go. And as I as I kept getting older and started working out and fighting and all that, he would still do it. Like, he could probably still do it to me today. I mean, he's got freakish hand strength. Where's your dad live? He's here. He's here. He came back from Lebanon a couple years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to live in Lebanon right now, man. Not even my dad. As much as he loves the village, nobody wants to live in Lebanon. But he's got a plan. He want, you know, he's one of those guys. You can take him out of the mountains, but you can't take the mountains out of him. He wants to go back, he said, sometime next year, maybe next summer, because we have some land up there in the mountains, and he wants to build a little hut and get some goats. And he's just like, I'm just going to live off the land. I'm going to grow some crops, and I'm just going to sell milk and cheese, and <laughs> I'm just going to take care of the goats. I'm yeah. like, you do you, man. That sounds like whatever a nice makes you happy. life, man. Yeah. Like, honestly, that would be nice. You want to have like, a little farm? Have a goat. Let's have a farm. Yeah. Let's get a farm. You should you should get some goats. Yes. And feed them to the tigers. <laughs> <laughs> I could see Ben with a pet tiger. I do have. He has two. Get out of here. No way. Where? Get out of here. Like like real tigers? What? We should go. In in, in your ranch in Mexico? Get out of here. Let me see. You yes. serious? <laughs> Dude, what? How old are they? I'm about to adopt the third one. Adopt? Uh, they're um, 
there used to be part of a water park, just no longer open. They have tigers at a water park. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the fuck kind of water park was, is this? It was man? a water Went park logo. Water park, <laughs> so yes, uh, the tiger they're from Siberia. You have a Siberian tiger? Two of them, yes. And they're very, very friendly. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> tell them about Let the, me see. Tell them about the ranch that you're in and about the habitat that you're building. For yes. Oh, yeah. I was actually just showing Ryan about the new uh, tiger habitat project. Bro, this fucker walks in. He's gonna I see him. Right I haven't there. seen him in a while. He looks like he's gained a few pounds. I was like, Ben, <laughs> I go, I go, Ben, you don't believe in push-ups? He, you know, he laughs. He's like, ah, nope. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> That's the new habitat. Let me see that. Okay, but where are the tigers? I'll show you pictures. Is, Dang, man, that looks make badass. It like Jurassic Park where like you open a, a little gate and like a goat runs out and then there's like, you watch the tiger just chase this thing down and like, eat it that that's and just have a crowd of people yeah. <laughs> dressed up like roman like a roman coliseum are they Elementary are they orange or white siberian that, tigers are no, white they're, right they're orange. orange so it's uh what is it what is that called a bengal tiger or a bengali well, tiger these are siberian right yes Siberian. but tigers. i thought siberian tigers are white get out of here let me see that what the fuck how old is this thing uh she's uh in dude seven years so you pet them you carry them like what do you or or are they is there always a barrier between you there's always a barrier thank goodness i've only uh that looks small though i thought at seven years it'd be much bigger than that it looks small but it's she's the picture it's it's the yeah. use it yeah <laughs> there's uh mauricio which is a tiger caretaker what made you how did that whole thing happen how did you end up getting a tiger so cool uh it's uh it was uh my dad's a veterinarian he studied he's a businessman but uh, ever since i was a kid he had a lot of uh different types of animals and part of the water park we had a zoo section for different types of animals and the tigers were the most popular ones wow and we kept them and, uh, uh yeah we are uh part of my project now which i'm actually uh developing this 20 uh hectare park in the desert will have uh the water the tiger ha uh, habitat and uh it's uh um uh, i can't wait to take you in person dude i'm stoked it's out in let's you not go i'm not doing ayahuasca but i'll, but I'll go out, it's out it's right outside of juarez it's a place called samalayuca it's right it's yeah. right here it's like you can, we can oh is on. that where the tigers are they're not in korean they're right here oh really yeah. what is dude let's go let's do it that sounds badass yeah That'd be cool and do you have an instagram page for this stuff uh yes yes I'll, what's it I'll, called I'll, I'll, it's grupo Befwith in spanish okay and um and uh yeah so it, it, the the last one is water park uh uh that's where what it was originally but since Water parks being relocated to this part of town, about thirty uh, miles south of Juarez. It's where they have some uh, sand dunes, and uh, it, it's a very uh, rural area. And uh, that's where the next uh, desert park is going to be. Uh, sort of people from the city that wants to go to nature. That that's where the infrastructure uh, will be uh, held, right by the mountain, the sand dunes, and uh, and where this. Uh, tiger location is going to be so i'm looking forward to it. a year from now you're going to be having lunch with carol baskin <laughs> who's carol baskin <laughs> <laughs> did you ever watch the tiger king uh, oh um show? i i heard about it I, I i did see the memes and uh but there was, it's it's hilarious there's a she fed she we're pretty sure she fed her ex-husband she to murdered her ex-husband we're, we're pretty sure tiger. so she was against we're pretty sure people owning tigers no or? no she, oh she, she has a bunch of them she has like a bunch of tigers. she's like a weird person that owns tigers and her <laughs> husband went on a business trip to nowhere and he just disappeared <laughs> but yeah they own a bunch of tigers and then she remarried did you see the guy she remarried oh, no, yeah so dude bro that guy's in in a world of hurt and then the tiger king put out a hit on her he wanted to kill her and that's why he's in prison also didn't he pay the guy like a couple thousand dollars or something like that to like 
kill wasn't it like a thousand dollars to to kill carol baskin or something i don't know <laughs> like, i don't know the details but if if ben bucks. starts walking around in his boxers on the ranch Petting tigers, dude. That would be that would be such a G move. Just drinking a whiskey, petting tigers. That'd be badass, man. Can't wait to take you. Yeah, let's go. Let's yeah. go. I don't know if I'm I don't know if that's wise, but let's go. <laughs> Might as well live dangerously. I don't know what uh happened to me, but I um and Diego can tell you this, but I missed on so many movies and music. I'm just so lost in that time. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Just, totally lost if you ask me about anything that's come out like in the last two years i don't know i'm at another level i'm just so lost bangkok will randomly you'll just mention something like hey do you remember like this is as an example like the ford mustang and he'll be like no what do you (laughs) what do you mean like something that everyone knows it's almost like he was abducted for like a few years in his childhood and then brought back but like randomly, he'll just be like, "Dude, dude I ben just, might not be a real I just person. found out about this new car. It's called the Ford Mustang, and it's apparently like got a really great pedigree and really incredible history, and it's a really fast car." And you're like, "Everyone knows about the Ford Mustang, dude." <laughs> but Michael will be like, "Dude, it's amazing." <laughs> I started watching Tom Cruise movies. Tom Cruise in movies. college, and I was so obsessed about it. And Mario was like, "Dude, that's so old school." That's- <laughs> That fucker's crazy. Have you heard about Tom Cruise? (laughs) Everybody has. (laughs) Have you seen that video where he goes, he because you know he does his own stunts and he wanted to do the stunt and the safety guys like you know he's he's saying like so I ran it by my safety guy and he goes no that's too dangerous we can't do that stunt they go so what'd you do he goes I got another safety guy (laughs) like he's just such a he's such a gnarly dude such a yeah it's not like why do you even have a safety guy just do it you're gonna do it anyway if you're tom cruise dude yeah that fucking money yeah until you fall and break yourself in half trying to jump off a moving bus or something yeah but doesn't he own like a small country somewhere now does he really isn't he like a king of somewhere like for the illuminati or something oh yeah scientology i think he's into scientology yeah he's I don't. I don't understand Scientology. I have no idea. I'm it's out of my depth. I want to go back to the animals. Are you going to have more? Are you going to get bears? Are you going to get reptiles? What's What's the plan? Um, no, just uh, just tigers. Just tigers. The cats are so cool, right? They're yeah. really cool. My mom used to have cats back in the day, and I would just sit in the yard and just watch them hunt. They'd just sit there. They'd hide, and they'd see a dove or some kind of pigeon or something, and you just watch them watch them hunt. They start early. They're cool, dude. They're really cool. The apex. They're vicious. Yeah. Yeah. When you see a jaguar jump on a crocodile and just bite its neck, you guys should do a podcast. Carry it out of the water at Benka's, like with the tigers in the back. In the dude, that'd be badass. That would be cool. Or in the tiger cage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, tiger just going around. (laughs) Anything to go viral, right? Even uh, you know, risk getting eaten by a tiger just to. Maybe when we're about to open habitat, we should. And for the random we got to do something man yeah we got to do something gosh bro just the the thought of packing up all this equipment and transporting it again to <sighs> take a fucking zoom recorder or whatever just do it like however i don't know how to do it the thing is this is the only setup that i know i don't know how to do the podcast any other way this is what the kids do these days yeah you know what i'll just take my gopro i'll get one of those microphones that attaches to the gopro we'll just do that you can have a selfie that. stick <laughs> we're all set <laughs> hey you know what i was thinking yesterday i don't know why i was just driving i don't know why i thought of this but uh, like do you think you could break a slab of ice with a karate chop like, of course like, I can. like what's his I name i watched the movie daniel larusso of course yeah mr right miyagi now, like would you have to do that breathing exercise there's no other way that you can break a slab of ice without doing the breathing <laughs> yeah. seen the movie? yeah how Fair. thick is the slab of ice i don't know what how thick were they in that movie like an inch he broke six of them he went he sliced through six of them that's a lot of ice but the guy before him cut his hand he tried to do it and he cut his hand that yoke black dude he cut his hand yeah like he was all bloodied and then he went and <sighs> did that breathing thing yeah and then rah! Wasn't that the same movie with the circular drum thing? Yeah, yeah, that's the same movie. Like he fixed his injury by going like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that on my nephew. It works on kids. 
yeah, of course. <laughs> it works on three-year-olds. The Reiki? Yeah, well, like if they fall and they're like, oh, it hurts, it hurts. I'm like, come here, come here, I'll fix thing. you. You just do that. Like, oh, yeah, and, then, and then they're like, oh, yeah, I feel better. They just go start playing again. They just start running around. Fucking awesome. There you go, fixed right away. Give yeah, me, man. We got to go, dude. Bro, we got the. We're uh, only 50 minutes into this. Thing. The festival tomorrow. And yeah. Gotta, what time is that? It's at 12 30, but we got to prep. Oh, you said that earlier. Prep a bunch for. Are you going to go? What are you going to do? Are you going to go? Man, I am busier than a dike at a hardware store this weekend. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've got a lot going on tomorrow. Um, well, I'm going to go grapple at 10. Thanks for the support, dog. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll be. <laughs> My mom wants me to go to the festival at the church. You want me to go to that festival. I'm going out of town on Sunday because my sister's having a baby. The movie's and 14 minutes long. That's a good point. It. That's a good point. Send me the address. You want to go. Send me El the Paso place. Convention Center. Oh, that's downtown. Yeah. <sighs> Jesus Can't Christ, miss it. bro. I swear, if I go downtown, downtown, you owe me like forever. Hey, dude, no one's, no one's forcing you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate downtown. No, but yeah, I want to do some prep in the morning. I got to talk to that lady. I, I should go meet her, invite her on the podcast. It would be interesting for you to talk to her. Yeah. Um, she unfortunately can't make it tomorrow. Yeah, she's going to she's gonna have to miss it, unfortunately. But okay. it, would, it might be interesting for you to talk to her. She's a really incredible person. Yeah, sounds she like lives it. in town. Sounds like it. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, thanks for coming in, guys. Good thanks, to see you Jimbo. both. Good seeing you both. And uh, congrats. Thanks, dude. I look forward to seeing more of your films. Appreciate it, dog. Yep. Later, everybody.